Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where's the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fifth chapter. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word... I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to the partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished, at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John's James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, the Apostle Paul once said to a pastor named Timothy these words. He said to him, Timothy, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. 
In other words, Timothy, stick to the preaching of God's word, whether you or your hearers feel like it or not, in season and out of season. But why the command to preach the word in good times and bad times? Well, the answer is this. The word, my friends, is powerful. The word is the power of God. Yes, indeed, the word is the power of God, as we heard from our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians today. Problems arise, though, when we humans do not want to hear the word of God, without a doubt, when we do not have the stomach for the solid teaching of God's word, we will often seek out other spiritual junk food, such as popular opinions, sexy slogans, innovative principles, and so forth. The list itself is endless. We quickly turn our back on God's powerful word, and we actually chase after these other things that tickle our ears and entertain our minds. And so, because of our hard hearts and our deaf ears and our wandering thoughts, pastors and parishioners can begin to believe the myth. Get this, they can believe the myth that the church must do something more or better than simply preaching the word of God. The myth it, it teaches us that God's word is good, and no doubt about it, that it is good, but it is not good enough, especially for us in the 21st century America. The myth tells us that we need to do something more than mere preaching of the word to captivate people. The lie of the myth typically begins, it typically begins with several subtle good intentions. It sounds like this. Well, the the pews, they're becoming empty. Therefore, if the pews are becoming empty, we should do something to get people to want to come to church. Hmm, what can we do? Well, people like really good coffee. Yes, they like really good coffee. So let's put a coffee shop in the church. And people like to have fun. Oh, so let's put a rock climbing wall in the narthex. And people like catchy music. They like to tap their foot, so let's make our music sound really popular and trendy. And oh, people like going to movie theaters, so let's put in theater seating and movie screens themselves. Now, my friends, is there anything wrong with coffee and rock climbing walls, catchy music, theater seating, and movie screens in their proper context? Is there anything wrong with these things? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However, however, if you and I think that the Lord's church somehow needs these kind of things, as if the word of God needs some sort of assistance, well, my friends, we're severely deceived. In other words, if you and I think that Christ's church needs these things to be relevant and culturally current, well, we are fools. Yes, fools and naive at best. Furthermore, hitting a little closer to home, if we think that the Lord's church needs incense and chanting and oak pews, as if the word of God needs some sort of crutch, well, then we are severely deceived as well. With that stated, are incense and chanting and oak pews bad? Absolutely not. You see, the point being is this, is that any kind of theatrics or scheming or plotting and planning that we do to aid and assist and supplement the word of God well, it not only shows our biblical 
yes, our biblical ignorance, but our lack of faith in God's word. God forgive you. Yes, God forgive you and me too for our lack of faith. And for the times where we have given into the temptation of believing that God's word is not powerful enough. So what does all this mean? What does all this mean? Well, it is quite simple, my friends. You see, we are people of the word. We preach the word. We hear the word. We teach the word. We speak the word. We sing the word. We pray the word. And we contemplate the word. Why? Because the word is the power of God and the wisdom of God. But what if people do not listen? Indeed, what what if people do not listen? What if the pews become less and less full? What if other churches look like they are full and we are not? Well, if other churches are preaching God's word, God be praised. Indeed, if other churches are preaching God's word, God be praised. We rejoice for open ears in other churches where fellow Christians are receiving and hearing the word. However, there's another side to this that we must keep in mind. Just because there are full pews with busy parishioners does not automatically mean that God's word is present. For example, consider our reading from the Gospel of Luke this morning. From the shoreline, it would have appeared that the disciples were catching all sorts of fish, for they were casting and pulling in their nets all night long during that prime time of fishing. They were indeed busy disciples, very busy, fishing all night long. It would appear that they would have a lot of fish in the boat. And conversely, when Jesus was in the boat teaching during the daylight hours, with the nets being cast into the water, it would have appeared from a distance that no fish would be caught especially during that time of the day. However, yes, however, appearances can be deceiving. You see, when mankind tries to work, spiritually speaking, we do all sorts of huffing and puffing. We make all sorts of commotion and noise. We devise all sorts of plans and strategies. We often look busy with the work of the kingdom, but in reality, nothing is really happening. Kind of like fishing all night long with no catch of fish in the boat. But when Christ is at work, get this, when Christ is at work, what is quite different, it is simple yet profound. Think about it for a moment. Did Jesus toil all night long to catch fish? No, Jesus, he did the opposite. He gave a short, simple word. He said this, put into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And the fish, my friends, they tore the nets because there were so many and they began to sink the boats. Jesus spoke a simple word. He spoke and things happened. Indeed, to try and obtain the forgiveness of sins and to attempt to build Christ's church, mankind does all sorts of things to appease the guilt of sin and increase the kingdom of God without any show. However, Christ does just one simple thing. He preaches. Christ preaches through the mouth of his servant, a pastor, these simple words, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. It is literally 
that simple because the word is literally that powerful. My friends, hear this. Your sins are forgiven. They are forgiven for Christ's sake. In 1522, Martin Luther commented on the power of the word in this most excellent quote. He stated this. He said, Luther said this, I oppose the indulgences and all those papists, but never with force. I simply taught, I preached, and I wrote God's word. Otherwise, I did nothing. And while I slept or drank Wittenberg beer with my friends Philip and Amsdorf, the word so greatly weakened the papacy that no prince or emperor ever inflicted such losses upon it. I did nothing. The word did everything. Had I desired to foment trouble, I could have brought great bloodshed upon Germany. Indeed, I could have started such a game that even the emperor would not have been safe. But what would it have been? Mere fool's play. I did nothing. I let the word do its work. Indeed, baptized saints, the word does everything. And so whether people like the word or not, we preach Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of our sins, for your sins. Whether the pews are are full or whether the pews are half empty, we preach Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of our sins, your sins. And get this, that is all that is needed. That is all that is needed for you. You do not need spiritual junk food, but you need the word of God. You do not need catchy opinions or sexy slogans or innovative principles, for they are void of the spirit. They're not spirit and life. They are not power unto forgiveness, life, and salvation. All that extra stuff, if it isn't about the word of Christ, if it is not the word of Christ, it is futile, it is empty, it is a clanging gong of useless noise. And in case you doubt, consider this. The Lord created the world by speaking Christ filled nets of fish through speaking. Demons were cast out by speaking. The blind saw, the deaf heard, the lame walked, and the dead were raised by Christ speaking. Which means that when the water was splashed upon your head and the word was spoken upon you, you were actually transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And today, when the words, yes, the words of absolution were spoken to you from this spot right here, these were not merely words to remind you of the forgiveness of Christ that he earned at the cross, but they actually delivered to you that very forgiveness. And so, my friends, you are truly forgiven right now, right here, by the power of the word. And so the word is all that you need. The power of God to save is not in spectacular signs, it is not in human intelligence, it is not in extra things, but rather the power of God to save you comes in the still, small voice of the preaching of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of your sins. You who have ears, hear this. You are forgiven in Christ. Christ.
Indeed, you are forgiven in Christ. You belong to Jesus. You are the redeemed. You are the claimed. You are saints in Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.